hey, look at me. I'm going to take a shit. They just, you know what I mean? They just skip hey, the foreplay. And exactly. Just, like, hey, fucking... I'm going to get punched in the fucking dick by a baby or whatever the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go jump off the roof into fucking glass. Yeah. I'm going to staple my fucking nuts. Like, whatever. Like, imagine fuck. if Kim Kardashian was like, fuck it. And just went there and then just doubled up. She just went for jackass style. <laughs> just find something that you like and fucking go for it and put all your energy into it. If you really do that, then you're gonna fucking figure it out. You wanna find a problem that all of us have and you wanna find a way to solve that problem. Two hours and less than $200, you're fucking in business running off Boom. of your fucking phone. Everybody wants to be a boss. Cool, it's okay to not be a boss. Exactly. It's okay exactly. to be Robin, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, you don't have to be fucking Batman, exactly. you know? Like, sometimes Robin will say Batman, you know what I mean? <laughs> don't get it twisted though, we're definitely gonna be smoking weed. <laughs> That's the new intro. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we're gonna start the podcast. Just you know what that sound is. <laughs> that means we smoking. It means it's time. It's Doobie Talk time. Welcome back to Doobie Talk, the podcast where we smoke doobies and talk about mcdonald's documentaries and baby back whales <laughs> yeah, be sure to uh, take some notes this week i might have some more brain busters hopefully we get aaron gems. high enough to be on fire again uh, so welcome back you guys are joining us for the first time i am your co-host derek fukuhara i am the media director slash skateboarder at the high rise co tv the skateboarder at this the is co the co-host slash owner of the high rise aaron coffee reporting live from santa fe springs california aaron's about to take a rip of some mystery first rip of the day got oh, that mystery nug i don't even know what it is it smells good though so we're gonna we're gonna dive on in here ladies and gentlemen no. all these sound effects <laughs> it starts like a little wayne song all right and uh we got a we got a pre-roll from a coworker. We got some glass over the table. We got pre roll. We got some nugs. This week's episode is sponsored by Haritos. Shout out to Haritos, the plug. Just like black. Just. I've never had one of these. It's just a regular. This is a Mexican cola. It's like a regular Mexican Coke. Looks intimidating. What is that, though? It looks like it's like tea <laughs> or some shit, huh? Yeah, Why does Mexican cola have no vowels? N X C N. I haven't even smoked a joint yet. It's cool. All right. So uh, let me get that nitro. Nitro. Get this going. Get this party started. Let's just start off with the fucking weekend doobie. The weekend buzz. Let me guess. You yeah, sat. Nothing, nothing new over you here. You sat at that computer <laughs> all weekend. Nothing fucking new over here. That's for sure. Yeah, I pretty much just. I like went to lunch on Saturday, little Italian spot, got some pizza, then I came here, worked, went home, slept, came here, worked again, went home, slept. <laughs> it's like same old bullshit. It's trying to get like all the, we're trying to get some uh, more members to our team here at the high rise, but uh, they in the Philippines. Yeah, if you guys listened to our episode last week, we talked a little bit about virtual assistants and what we're trying to do with that trying to outsource our customer service um just so that it can be Not run a so little bit crazy yeah. more smooth yeah so aaron's been building out the system um, to put that into place 
and uh, so yeah, that yeah. was like Sunday, just trying to build all the responses and answers and systems and rules and shit, so I could just pass it along to my homegirl. What's her name? Lovely. Her name is Lovely something. Let's call her Lovely. What's, what's Go lovely. Our lovely Filipino. <laughs> Our lovely Filipino lady. So she uh, hopefully is going to get started here in the next couple of days once I finish up these uh, responses and whatnot. And uh, hopefully we'll be off to the races. Hopefully this shit works out because then we can implement this in all of our other businesses and really like take out fucking a ton of time that we're spending right now on this. Could be very beneficial. So. Well, yeah, this is a great segue. Uh, really, really, really exciting stuff over here this weekend. <laughs> so that's what you call technical work in this book I'm reading, The E-Myth <laughs> by Michael Gerber. Uh, I just started reading this shit this past week. Um, if you is guys, it Michael Gerber, the same Gerber that made like the baby shit. I wonder. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I wonder. We should look that up because I mean, listen to him for sure. Yeah. If if he's got some advice and he made Gerber fucking <laughs> yeah. baby food, definitely might know a thing or two. <laughs> definitely listen to his advice. Yeah. So I, this book, I mean, I'm only like sixty pages in, but if you guys want to start a business or you guys already have a business going and you listen to us, highly recommend this shit. Like, as far as what we have going on down here, and also what my girlfriend's got going on with her um, vegan pastry company so much fucking valuable knowledge in this book um so like what aaron is just talking about as far as what what he's doing this is like technical work so the uh he splits the three business personalities up into technicians managers and entrepreneurs and basically a lot of small businesses start because there's a, somebody who's a technician who's really good at something for example, the chick in this book, Sarah, she's a very good baker. And a lot of times there's something called the entrepreneurial seizure is when somebody who's really good at some shit and they just get like fed up, they get fed up working for somebody else. All their friends are like, you should start your own business. You kill it. You kill it. You kill it. So you start your own business, but you're good at that one task. You've mastered that task, whether it's baking, photography, graphic design, Fucking whatever it is, now it's customer like here, service. Go try to run a fucking business, and now you yeah. got to learn five hundred million other things. Exactly. Yeah. So you master that one thing, and you start a business, and now there's twelve new things that you don't know how to do that you have to do on top of that technical work. That's what my yeah. my girlfriend's been doing with her company. She's just grinding away, baking six, seven hours a day on top of the books, on top of the you know accounting, the invoices, everything, sales, marketing, marketing, content, yeah, fucking so cool like you're really good at something you want to start a business now you're gonna have to do all this other shit you're not good at you're gonna have to learn that yeah so people start a small business and then they fucking are just overwhelmed they're yeah. over their head so that's some that's a common thing um and then he talks about the three different uh fucking the three different stages of business where there's infancy there's maturity or there's infancy there's adolescence and there's maturity and so, for example, a technician, you'll be really good at some shit. You are the business. That's when your yeah. business is in infancy. You are the fucking business. If you miss one day, the business falls apart. Mm -hmm. So trying to take it to the next step into adolescence when you start hiring people, 
and not just delegating what does he call it like I'm like 60 pages in this book I'm trying to explain some <laughs> shit that I don't even understand but um yeah that's moving on that's kind of where we're at we're in like an adolescence yeah you know and then there's like the maturity of when you have your business it's running. like running itself exactly yeah um but this it's rad because there's so many things that like I was telling Aaron earlier when it was like kind of describing the book that there's so many fucking things that we're experiencing here that are so common mm-hmm. it's common to every small business but we don't know this shit yeah we're figuring out as we go along yeah and then there's the terms there's the phrases there's you know um there's the phases and phrases learning about all this shit and we're like holy shit we're not alone and there's just answers the same way you've been going back into tools of titans or you've been going back in the four hour work four hour week, week yeah. and you're like getting back into the virtual assistant details mm-hmm. figuring out the best way to do that to build out the system the way to communicate with them the most efficient way mm-hmm. you know and yeah that dude really breaks it down in such fucking detail like yeah i'm just like listening to this book again i'm just like this dude's a fucking genius like the, the audio tape is eight hours the mm-hmm. audiobook is eight hours and I've like listened to like two hours of it and just in that two hours it's like so much fucking information mm-hmm. just like but just the way he comes up with the systems and like I only check my email once a week and I have like this message goes to here and this person answers this and if there's a problem this person talks to this person and if there's a problem that person answers to this person and then like just the way he has all this shit set up it's like so crazy like just like impressive you know it's like yeah. oh, wow this dude's fucking on another level like <laughs> most of you guys have probably if you guys are in a business you guys have probably heard of tim ferris if you guys haven't he's a fucking just a human experimenter he has a podcast he's written hella books um the the books that we fuck with are the four-hour work week and also tools of titans like yeah, highly recommend too, yeah. the, the fuck out of both of those um four-hour work week is on on youtube yeah just youtube it there's an audio book it's eight hours long um, he just goes in and his ideas it's called what's called the new rich and the new rich is just the it's based on time and mobility like you want to have time and you want to be able to work remote travel do all this shit so you want to set up businesses that run themselves you know like you want that business maturity a lot of people are still chasing that old school style of business where they're like we need to grow a bit we need to have this big warehouse and we need to have assistance and da 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 like yeah. the overhead will fucking kill you yeah you know so going through Pareto's law the 80-20 law when you have four or five of your accounts are doing all your business you lose one of those accounts and you have You're fucked, a yeah. 10,000 square foot warehouse with 42 employees and you lose one account like you're fucked <laughs> yeah but if you work out of your fucking house and your overhead is already taken care of or if you work out of a small you know, place with just a handful of people and you're outsourcing everything, you're paying somebody from the Philippines $4 an hour when (laughs) they make $6 a day. It's like you could literally make half of the money but profit four times as much or whatever, you know? So that's his thing. It's just finding ways to, to be mobile and to have time. And like Aaron said, like set these systems up to where you're checking your email once a week. Find a business to where you're only selling two or three of something a day but you're making two hundred dollars profit per, yeah, per like item he talks about too is like the drop shipping like yeah. i set up the one like every one sold is like you made 167 dollars profit or whatever mm-hmm. so he's literally just selling three a day mm-hmm. and he's making ten thousand dollars a month or whatever five thousand dollars it's crazy and even if he were to have to go through his say everybody had a problem and he'd have to go through 100 percent of the emails of customer service that's two or three emails a day 
You can't fucking do that. You you shouldn't have fucking business. And that's the idea. And then he even like outsources all that so that he only deals with one of the like 50 emails that come through. Yeah. Because they're such common emails, questions that he has his virtual assistant just copy and paste. He talks about how he has he never has any meetings. Mm-hmm. Like it's all like through email. Mm-hmm. Where it's like he's just like why it's a waste of time just email me what we need to figure out and let's figure it out (laughs) that's exactly what that's like what we talked about yeah that's like the new rich doesn't have meetings you know like i just had lunch with my dad and he was in la having a meeting and he it ran long and then he was late for lunch he's telling me a meeting i'm like what got accomplished like what possibly got fucking accomplished that you couldn't have done over email yeah like didn't even have to make a phone call didn't even have to skype like you can do it on email oh you know it's nice to meet and face to face and it's like dude you guys can just do business you guys can collaborate (laughs) plenty of people all over the world there's people that are doing fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars in deals and they haven't even met face to face yeah and then eventually it doesn't go sour and then you meet that person face to face and you have this connection because you've already you've already done shit together. you've already done created together you've already worked together so when you meet each other it's like the bonds there you don't have to you're just fucking wasting it's just time. It's such a waste of time. Like, it's how, just many, a, how many times have we experienced that going to fucking meetings? Waste half of our day to go to it's a like meeting. What gets accomplished? Nothing. Yeah. The, the only thing that gets accomplished is the person that we met with gets to tell their boss that they met with High Rise. Yeah. And it looks good on them. Yeah. But really, it just took fucking four and a half but hours of our day. We drove three hours to this clinic and, yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't even leave with a fucking discount on an eighth. You know? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So that's just a that's a big thing like time it's all about time time and energy and all that shit like they're they're resources and if you're wasting your fucking time you're not going to be able to make money yeah ever (laughs) yeah still running on like meetings and phone calls and that's like fucking 2001 that's like that's how i deal with all the time is people want to have these phone calls like for manufacturing it's um, it's just literally email me exactly what you want that's it like what do we need to talk about? You know, I'm just all I'm gonna do on the phone is say, "Okay, cool. You want 20 shirts? You want 40 hoodies? You want 100 hats? Cool. Can you email me all this?" <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking it. take your order over the phone. Like I'm fucking like, what is this? You know? And that's it. Like you're the you're the entrepreneur. You're the manager. Like you shouldn't be doing that. You know? Yeah. Like you, the entrepreneur's job is to be able to what you're good at. Also, like. It's because you want to find a balance between these three I'm things. I like all three. And, and that's good. three more things on top because I just try to do everything, which but is that's, not good. But that's why, because you you get in the fucking trenches and you ship and you do all this shit and you do the customer <coughs> service. So you know exactly what needs to be done. There's plenty of times where somebody gets brought in to be a manager and they don't know how to do the groundwork. And they're trying to tell yeah. people what to do, but they don't even know how to do it themselves. Yeah, that's so true. like there's you have that sense <coughs> that you know what your employees need done. You know, even yeah. as far as like filming and editing and shit, like you've done that shit too. Yeah. So when it comes to like the shit that I do, it's like I know that you know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just not doing this shit for somebody who's never done it before. And like, never made it and filmed anything or edited anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we've worked together on skate shit and skits and stuff before, you know, way before it's just like, yeah. So it's like you have that understanding and that's what you need a balance. Like you can't just be the entrepreneur because then you're not going to understand your manager or the technicians. You have to be able to, yeah, you kind know. of fill all three roles. There's like that secret boss show or whatever where he'll go in. Oh, and undercover he'll, boss. Yeah, he'll I love pretend that show. Fucking, he's the dude. But yeah, as the entrepreneur, you're supposed to be learning ways to 
enhance your business and have it keep it moving forward which you do and like keep it growing yeah. and you're good at that too yeah but you're also taking on the fucking management role and my, technician i'm just spread too thin that's my problem like, so that's what i need to figure out is like that's what i've been trying to figure out so that's the goal is to be the fucking so i could just focus on just growing the businesses and yeah that's it marketing whatever you know and the technician is like me as fuck too like it's funny because I have a I have a little bit of the entrepreneur's spirit and I understand like that end of it but as far as a technician it's like the technician it's like what does he say right here he's like so the owner of the business the owner and the businesses are the same in the infancy phase infancy ends when the owner realizes that the business cannot continue to run the way it has been in order for it to survive it will have to change like if your business depends on you, you that own a business. That's you when you job. start it by yourself or whatever. So you have to hire people. Yeah, exactly. So that's infancy phase. Yeah. And then um, he's like, uh, if your business depends on you, you don't have a business. You have a fucking job. You just mm-hmm. work for yourself. Yeah. Um, purpose of going to business is to get free of a job so you can create jobs for others. The purpose of going into business is to expand beyond your existing horizons so you can invent something that satisfies a need in the marketplace that has never been satisfied before. So you can expand and live a stimulating new life. And like, the technician is like the one who just, the technician lives in the present. The manager lives in the past. The entrepreneur lives in the future. Mm So, like, the technician is just, like, in the moment. Like, getting the job done just today. To get the like, just done bang the shit out. House yeah, or whatever. exactly. Shooting photos, baking a cake, whatever, yeah. Exactly. Like, but that craft. It's, yeah. like, the craft. And then the manager is always looking in the past because they're trying to figure out how to order, how to make things in order. Yeah. And how, you know, like, making sure everything's neat, making th- sure everything's organized, making sure everything's running smoothly. So yeah. And they live in the past because they're looking back to figure out to not make those mistakes and the entrepreneur is like constantly living in the fucking future because they're like what's next or how do i make it bigger exactly so it's like which one are you you guys out there like we all fucking want to be this or want to be that or there's so many people that want to be a manager you know but like are you a manager like are your communication skills good like do you know how to talk to people and can not convince like convey that this needs to be done in a certain way and talking to each of your employees differently because yeah. you know like i'm not like that yeah like i learned that at a young age of working like that shit ain't me dude <laughs> yeah. you know like and then um here you go i'm just like holding on to the joint forever <laughs> but yeah that's basically the three like which figure out which one you are don't fucking lie to yourself you know like be real and yeah. then be like cool i want to work on being a manager or I want to fucking work on being an entrepreneur. Figure out what you're fucking good at and mm-hmm. fucking focus on that. Yeah. Just fucking go all in on that. But yeah, that's interesting. I want to check that book out. And then find people that compliment you, you know? Understand that's a big that one too. Is like the, the five people you surround yourself with or whatever. Like, so that's big. That's a very recurring theme here or but, in general in life. Like, what are examples of that in your life? Do you, do you specifically remember times where you're like, stop hanging out with certain like you're just like dude i need to just step away from this crowd yeah for sure well just people just like certain people just because i'm like very like i'm just always trying to get shit done and when fucking i just people are just very lazy or not motivated or just they don't really have any like fire passion like motivation like anything and they're they're just not doing anything i'm just like 
I need to be around people that are trying to fucking do shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so that's like, I don't know, just that. And as you get older too, it's just like, you know, we're like, or I'm like fucking almost 30 now. I'm like 28 or whatever. So it's just, I'm like getting a little bit older. I'm not saying I'm old or anything, but like I'm getting older now. So it's like, I want to hang out with homies who's just like chilling at the bar and every night and like smoking weed and fucking doesn't have a job or doesn't you know what I mean yeah or do I want to hang out with fucking my other homies building six businesses and fucking trying to close deals every day and mm-hmm. like like I want to be around you know what I mean like yeah just cause of like I want to do shit so I want to be around other people that are trying to do shit so like that's kind of where I'm at now it's and, like, only- I'm just so focused on it, too, that it's just, like, I don't have time to hang out. Like, I just, I legitimately don't have time. Like, I'm I'm very focused on trying to do something, and that's, like, what my yeah. time's going into, you know? Yeah, it's, like, when people, it's, like, finding that thing is kind of hard, you know? Because it's, it's hard to force that motivation and that discipline, and you can. Like, you can get motivated, find ways to get motivated and be disciplined and plug away and figure out what you want to do but once you really figure out what you want to do and you plug away and then you go hang out with like the old homies that now you've grown Mm -hmm. and you'll be conscious of like fuck this is a waste of my time dude like this two and a half hours I spent right now just like bullshitting or listening to this person complain or be negative like I could have done so much (laughs) yeah you know and And, yeah like Cause I just, I, I literally have just a list of never, cause it's like, cool. I just make sure that like, I'm always trying to improve shit or learn new shit. So I'm never going to have a list that's empty. Mm-hmm. So I'm just always have shit to learn mm-hmm. or do or try. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah. Cause I'm always trying to fucking like whatever. So it's like, exactly. I'm not going to go fucking hang out for like four hours and get nothing accomplished when I could like learn something new to grow my business and mm-hmm. fucking do whatever I want for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you want to grow you have to listen, watch, surround yourself with people that are past you. Yeah. And, like, get that feeling that, like, fuck, I need to catch up, or fuck, like, I can look up to this person because they're killing it, because maybe they fucking have their finances together, maybe they have their health together. Mm -hmm. And that's a thing, like, surround yourself with people that are better than you, and this dude's owns these killer businesses like he's a great business dude this dude his diet and his workout schedule and everything is nuts he puts that shit on <laughs> yeah. me this dude that kill it in all he's areas, into fucking yeah. cars i'm interested in cars i don't really know that much but yeah. i'm interested in it and he's into cars and like he'll hit me up and be like come to this car show and then he's like yo this is a 57 it's got to be sick <laughs> yeah. i don't fucking know any about cars yeah you know just surround yourself with little mentors that's yeah. huge that's that like what's his name Ty Lopez is like all about like mentor box and mentor this and mentor that like yeah I feel like I've never really had a mentor like I did for like six months yeah. and it turned out to be a disaster Dude, <laughs> but oh I did God. learn a fucking lot so I guess it wasn't a disaster I mean I don't know however you look at it but I've never had like a solid mentor that I can just like call for advice like I mean my dad but like not like a fucking person that's like you know what I mean like and that's the thing that's beautiful about today is you don't have to fucking know anybody like you could just go to your podcast app and you could type in tim ferris you could type in gary b you could type in (laughs) (laughs) you know you could type in whatever you could learn like what i was telling my dad that i'm like youtube google and podcasts like what the fuck do you want to know like we don't learn about the weed industry like there's hella 
podcasts out there that we could just learn about some crazy Anything, inside like. shit about growers or whatever, you know? You want to learn about science? You want to learn about 1968 Mexico City Olympics? Like, literally, you name something, there's a fucking podcast for it. And podcasting is just so dope because, like, like whatever ones I listen to, they have people on that tell their stories and mm-hmm. tell. So it's just you just like it to really see like so many people's fucking story and how they did it and how they came up and how they fucking invented this or how they and then you follow that cured this or whatever exactly and you learn from that you know. Like, how many different people have we found, or at least me, myself, like, found from Rogan? Oh, you know? my God, yeah. Like, I listen to Aubrey Marcus. I listen to Joey Diaz podcast. I listen to Ari Shafir podcast. I listen to Duncan Trussell podcast. I listen to your mom's house. We listen to Brennan Shaw. It's like, how many to Brian Cowley. Like, yeah. we listen to fucking Dan Carlin. Yeah. You know? And, like, such a wealth of knowledge. And that's what we plan on doing here next week. Swear to God. We got Clark from the fucking high couple. Oh, line. We got fucking. We got guests coming. Baby. Yeah, we have the next three weeks we're should be should be booked up. So we're get gonna more people in this get bridge. more people in here to share their knowledge. So you don't have to keep hearing about the fucking McDonald's documentary <laughs> and surround yourself with five people and yep, five minutes to and go yeah. for it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be cool if I can get some more uh, some more info on the show, more knowledge, pick some people's brains. Yeah see what's cracking introduce you guys into some people that we think are fucking cool and you guys can follow their shit and learn from them and just keep it going yeah you know keep it plugging baby but what else we got we got the u-haul hot box playing now <laughs> how was that i wasn't even in it it was, it was fucking hot <laughs> like legitimately hot it didn't even stink, right? Because it's just metal, so there was nothing for it's the so smoke funny. to we, fucking... like, return to the hotbox, like, 15 minutes after we did it, back to the fucking hotbox place, or the hotbox place, <laughs> back to the U-Haul place. And I was like, all right, let me go cop some fucking Lysol, let's get a little spray from Derek, spray the fuck out of the whole thing with all this spray, and then I just, like, drove there with all the windows down and the door up, and then I was just, like, smelling it, I was like... Pfft. Like it smells like a goddamn Christmas tree or something. Like it's like pine saw. Like we're chilling. Yeah, no. Probably made it more obvious, but just locked that bitch up, threw the keys in the door, and called it a day. <laughs> called it an upload. What is it? Called it an upload. Yeah, called it an upload. <laughs> Went on our way. <laughs> we got that. You did some dope like melt shot video the other day. That, that will be posted. Epic. Yesterday. After this goes up, <laughs> yeah, the day before. Um, we got a fucking weed lamp grow light coming in soon i'm excited to see that i forget what company it's called like grow lamp or some shit florida grow lamp would make sense we're gonna be growing some tomatoes in the office yeah (laughs) we're gonna put some uh, cucumbers or fresh basil yeah fresh basil in the corner and, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Mm. Cool little product coming down the pipeline for us. What else we got going on? That'll be fun to nurture. Oh, yeah, so I went to. Uh, yeah, how was your comedy show? I went to the comedy store on Friday night. It was dope. We sat like behind the front center dude who was alone, and he just got fucked mm. with the entire time. Some guy just came by himself and just yeah, sat. Yeah, he in the sat front. in the guy. Well, they just like seat you. And they sat me How right embarrassing behind this Here, go dead row center, right Dude. in the front. Oh my god. So we were right behind, like, right behind him. So, like, they could still touch me. Yeah. 
And my dumb ass. Like how far? Like the guys like right there, no, like, the like from media. Shit? The stand up. Yeah, you're that close to him. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And the dude is like right. Dude in the center is right here. Yeah. Like the people were there, there's like a little so there's the bar in the very front and the comedians are literally like putting their foot up on the bar and it's like in the dude's face. Yeah. But the lineup was fucking fired. <laughs> the lineup was like one kid goes on he kills it. I don't remember his name. Then this dude Adam Ray fucking killed it. He's hilarious. Then like Neil Brennan was there who I was super excited to see. He's yeah. the co-creator of the Chappelle show. He's got a Netflix special called Three Mics which is fucking genius he like does three different personalities he like talks about his depression he does like ketamine treatment for his depression and shit so he went on killed it jeff ross was there super excited for that he was so fucking barbecued just fried jen was like pretty bummed like he was this was hilarious this was like edible fried like this wasn't even just high like yeah. Joey Diaz gave him like twelve stars of death cocksucker. <laughs> he was like, just lit or what? So lit, yeah. dude. He was like almost whispering into the mic. He was like so slow. So he wasn't funny at all. I mean, I it was still cool, but you could just yeah. tell he was just like fucking around. Um, that dude Brody Stevens came on, and it's funny. So I'm wearing like this like blue thermal and then fucking yellow beanie, of course. Yeah. And I was like wasn't wearing the beanie and like as soon as cause it was like bright and I'm like front row and I'm like I don't know like I don't maybe that's why they put us front row yeah so I just waited <laughs> literally as soon as Jeff Ross went on I put my beanie on and then Brody Stevens comes up next and he's fucking hilarious he's like Mr. Crowdwork so yeah. I hear like Rogan and them talk about how so when you go to like a Conan or you go to a show like that they'll hire a comedian to do like 15-20 minutes to just set the crowd off to get the energy going in the room and yeah. he's the one that like murders it at that type of shit yeah and he just comes in. He ain't even have jokes. He's literally just like pointing at people, like arms crossed, arms crossed. He's like bad energy, arms crossed, push, push. And he's just being ridiculous. Just fucking with everyone. Just ridiculous. And he look. He's like asking people where they're from. He's like, where are you from? I'm like Long Beach. He's like, you look like you got came straight off the dock. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. And then like two comedians later, uh, this Eleanor. Um, forgot her last name she worked at the comedy store for Roosevelt like, yeah she was there she was killing it. she had some killer jokes uh Eleanor I forgot her last name she's she worked at the comedy store for like 20 years she's fucking hilarious she's been on Rogan and Joey Diaz podcast and all of them and uh she comes out she starts fucking with me hard yeah. she's just like talking about her cause she's like 50 yeah and she had some like high pants that are like super tight she's like talking about her camel toe and she's like I saw you looking yeah. and then she's just like talking shit she's like she's like then she comes back to me later and she's just like look at you you look like you fucking came from the port you never worked a day in your life she's like she's like are you cold and I'm like a little bit she's like you got that she's like you got that faggoty ski cap on it she said to me She's like, I'll put my balls on your forehead right now. She's like, I'll fucking teabag you right now. What'd you do when you crack it up? I was just cracking up, dude. I was right there. What was Jen doing? Is she laughing? She's just laughing. She was fucking crack. It, dude, it's long because we so got funny. the show started at ten thirty, and the last comedian goes on at one thirty, and supposedly. Chappelle was supposed to be there. Oh shit! That's we didn't know that until it was like one. Yeah. And there's like half the crowd left, and some chicks are still in the back, and like we want to see Chappelle, and we're like, because you know them, those dudes like stop in at like two a.m. Yeah. They'll stop in at the very end when like it's half empty, and the crowd is just dead. Because by one dude, people have been drinking. Like my yeah. eyes are bloodshot. Like, like shit, I got a yeah. headache from laughing, <laughs> and like you're so tired, like it's just it's hard to just even follow like 
follow along, you know? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Faggoty ski cap on. It's <laughs> <just> so ridiculous. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah, it was in, like, so many Harvey Weinstein jokes. Oh, my God, I bet. Like, she told, like, she told a joke about uh, getting picked up back in the day when she first moved here. She's like, nobody wants to fuck Joan Cusack. She kind of <laughs> looks like Joan Cusack. She was, like, killing it. And then, uh, yeah, talk about, like, meeting these, like, big rich dudes with Bentleys and shit and going to Hollywood Hills when they, like, came out here when they were, like, their early 20s. But, uh, dude, it was so much fun. So that was at the comedy store? Yeah, it was the, in the original room in the comedy store where it's just, like, every 15 minutes. There's just so many other people. Yeah, so it's, like, super up. quick sets or what? Yeah, they, they just, do 15 like, minutes and then the fucking blue light comes on and they'll like wrap it up but there's there's even more people Greg Fitzsimmons was there I love Greg Fitzsimmons he's so funny talking about feet he's talking about his foot fetish he was doing a lot of crowd work (laughs) and then he's like asking the dude in the front row he's like what's your he's like what do you click on what's your fetish and the dude's just like (laughs) like, no leave me alone yeah and he's like I like feet too (laughs) and then I listened to fucking uh, Greg Fitzsimmons on the new Joey Diaz first topic is feet (laughs) straight into it He's just about it. Yeah. But that's hilarious. I want to go to more stand-up. I've only been to that one. The Brandon Chobb one. Oh, that's it. It's literally the only stand-up I've ever been to, and it was good. But I want to go to, like, whatever. I want to go to, like, some shit like that. We should go to Kill Tony. For sure, we need to do that. Or Rose Battle. Oh, my God. Rose Battle too. But the Kill Tony one's pretty funny. Yeah, the comedian. (laughs) That dude's just a genius. Like, his stand-up's, like, he's pretty fucking funny, but it's nothing compared to him just fucking with people. He's so sharp. He's the best. Like he's if, so quick and on point. Just comes up with the craziest. Like I don't know. It's just insane. He's the roast. He's the roast master junior, dude. Yeah. He's like the spawn of. He's not the spawn, but he's just like <laughs> the, the junior. The, the junior <laughs> Jeff Ross. If you guys know who we're talking about, we're talking about this comedian Tony Hinchcliffe. Um, he has a special on Netflix called One Shot, where it's literally one shot. Like, there's no cuts. It's, like, a yeah. dude with a camera, and he just, like, walks around the room, and there's no cuts. And then he also has a podcast called The Pony Hour, and he has a fucking Kill Tony at the comedy store where they bring up comedians, and they do one They minute. just pull random names out of a hat, and then random people from the audience perform. And they, they do, do one minute, minute, right? And all of them are terrible. There's literally, like... Like, I've watched probably, like, six or seven episodes of it, and probably they've only found, like, two people that were funny. <laughs> it's all just like people that are just like oblivious they like think they're funny like they'll go out there and just be like yeah hi I'm from New York and they'll just talk super fast into the mic and just like not have any flow or like breaks and or pauses not... or delivery or anything and then like other people will try to do songs and then other people will be like and it's just so funny because they just fuck with it's them like, so do you hard, even right? watch comedy? yeah like there's a setup there's a punchline yeah. there's like I don't there's a formula to this shit yeah that's what's cool and about like, going like how long have you been doing this and they're like four years three years nine months like and then some people it's dope because it's their first time and they're like not good but they're not bad for your first time it's like yeah bad like there's like maybe a chuckle or something you know that's probably but it's like that's good if that's your first time that's better than fucking what's it called well if it's your first time and you're like bombing you know trying to go to kill tony at the comedy store and you have a bit written out yeah versus somebody who's been doing it for five years yeah. and like what is doing it for five years like oh i did a fucking like three i did like three fucking open mics in five years you know i'm just coming in here i got these i'm just fun my friends tell me i'm funny yeah that's like everyone yeah oh my god 
but they, they found like one or two people that were actually funny but I mean they pull up like six or seven people an episode so it's not a great ratio and they basically just roast the person yeah for sure it's fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it was funny they had a they pulled a name out of the hat and it was the, what's his name Aaron from Jackass Danger Aaron or whatever Remember he that was dude. like the dude that they glued the pubes on his face in the movie. Like, he'd like wear the helmet. He'd do like skate jackass. shit. Danger Aaron. He'd like skate shit. Okay. He'd always wear the helmet and like be in his underwear and shit. You've seen him for sure. But anyway, he's in all the Jackass movies. But that dude was there or whatever and like fucking whatever. He did stand up and it was like not good, but it wasn't bad. It was yeah. just like whatever. Like very. Tell you, you could tell he's like just like starting out, you know? It was funny. He went up there and he's like talking about how Steve O's doing stand up now and he opens for Steve O and like fucking. That's funny. And he, like, what was the first thing he said? He was like, oh, yeah, he, the first joke was like, he's like, hey, I'm fucking that dude from Jackass or whatever. And he's like, no, these are not pubes on my face because he had a beard and shit. Because <laughs> he's like the dude that they like all shaved yeah. their nuts and then they oh, glued to his face. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Jackass is ridiculous. Jackass I haven't is seen the whole insane. thing. I've been at homies' houses where it's been on, and we're like smoking spliffs and shit. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna leave after this. Sketch. Wait, so you've never seen? The I haven't seen it front to back. I've, I've literally like, seen every single one front to back at least ten times. I don't even see. I don't even know. But it's one of those <laughs> and things. All where episodes. You can't turn away. You're yeah. like trying to leave the, your homies' house, and you're like, one more sketch. One more sketch. One more sketch. And it's just ridiculous. It's a fucking epic, yeah. It's just so dumb, but so good at the same time. <laughs> it's almost like what, like, Jersey Shore and the Kardashians so simple, and shit is. You know? Like, it channels that whole you-can't-look-away thing. Yeah. Like, I remember I was at a homie's house and watching, they were watching Jersey Shore, and me and Vince are in the kitchen, like, smoking a twist, and we're like, all right, we're not going to fucking watch this. Like, we're not. And then you would just hear this shit coming out of the TV. You're like, what? And we, both of our heads would just be, like you, just you could not help yourself. Yeah, it's like somebody who's like, and guess what? I'm gonna smoosh tonight. And you're just like, who the fuck is talking? I have to look. Yeah. You can't turn away. It's a car crash, right? Like, no, it's, you it's so skirt. funny because it's like, exactly. It's like, you can't turn away. It just catches your attention. But it's like, so complex. Like, not complex, but like, Kardashians, there's this elaborate storyline, and this dude's dating her, and this dude's doing this, and that person knows this person, Orange Housewives of OC, or whatever the fuck. This bitch is beefing with her, she's beefing with her, because her husband does, it's, you know what I mean? It's all crazy storylines and drama. Jackass, they're like, hey, look at me, I'm gonna take a shit. They just, you know what I mean? They just skip hey, the foreplay. And exactly. Just, like, hey, I'm gonna get punched in the fucking dick by a baby, or whatever the fuck they're doing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna go jump off the roof into fucking glass. Yeah. I'm gonna staple my fucking nuts, like whatever. Like, imagine fuck. if Kim Kardashian was like, "Fuck it," and just went the, and then just doubled up. She just went for Jackass <laughs> style. Imagine if just like Jackass Eight is just like the Kardashian <laughs> family, and all those chicks are just doing fucked up shit. Oh my god. I would pay to would watch pay that top in the movie theater. Dollar to see that. To see all those chicks freaking out. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. I think we're onto something. ABC. Kardashian network Kardashian versus Jenner's in a jackass competition. Okay, yeah, talk about elaborate storyline. Now the dude, the, now the husband's a wife, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> However you word that, talk fucking about plot twist. <laughs> yeah. What? And then he wins Sports <laughs> Illustrated Man of the Year. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Trump won. Oh my god. Uh, dude. What? This is yeah, the greatest reality so show the world has ever fucking known. Somebody was saying something stupid but crazy. They're like... Simulation? Travis Scott's baby is worth a billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny if you think about it. You know what I mean? It's like... Cool, you just got this bitch pregnant and now her fucking baby is royalty. Like, now it's worth like... Oh! Just, you know what I mean? I didn't know what that room, meant. Like, so, who's he get, who did he get pregnant? Supposedly he got Kylie Jenner pregnant. Okay. Who is like, she is like so. <laughs> she's like the, more attention on her than probably anyone. You yeah, know I mean, probably like top five people. She's like the new Kim like top five pop culture, or whatever, just killing it. She's like fucking twenty or some shit, twenty one maybe. I don't know who knows. But anyways, supposedly he got her pregnant, and that's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like this was just like, yeah, my baby's a billionaire bitch. Like that's the next song, like billionaire baby or some shit. Like billionaire <laughs> <laughs> baby back whales. Let's go. <laughs> Just poking holes in condoms yeah. is the first line. <laughs> That's for the dude, first song on the album. smart man, dude. Jesus Christ. Poking holes in the condom featuring Migos. Let's see. If, I feel like the rappers seem to tend well with the, the clan, but the, the fucking athletes, athletes just fold. Yeah, because there's right? real pressure. <laughs> it's true. Like, what the fuck? That's These true. dudes are just like... Humana, 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 humana trap. Humana, 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 humana. That's true. We're like... They're actually talented. Chris Humphrey's got to go play defense against fucking whoever. You know what I mean? He's like got to wake up tomorrow. That's true. There's no good center, so... he got to go play defense against Blake Griffin tomorrow. Yeah. Against Kevin Durant. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've been up arguing with your fucking girlfriend all night because your fucking mom is the craziest bitch on the planet. Yeah. Just orchestrate. Lamar Odom. Just- just fucking crazy talk shit. about falling off jesus Dude. christ went from a seven six man of the year whatever the fuck to like went from champion heart six attack man and of the year. hooker brought the fucking did you listen to that later. episode yeah that with the chick insane. with the chick that saved him or whatever right? yeah yeah and like dude projectile like blood vomiting yeah. and like dude lots, jumped like a handle lots of, of drugs what a dick pills <laughs> and cocaine right yeah dick pills cocaine it was like something. he drank like a basically like a handle of liquor in like two in like 36 hours and then the dude the chick came and got the dude and then the dude ran up there and to check out what's going on and lo is just like passed out on the bed and he's like there's like a box of dick pills he's like, every time so it says like take like one in 24 hours don't exceed one and this dude took like the whole he's box he's like why am a whorehouse sir? Yeah. he's like i'm 6'10 i'm gonna need window. more than one yeah <laughs> Yeah right. yeah, right? <laughs> I'm in the fucking whorehouse. You I'm in the whorehouse with a handle of fucking vodka. and listen to the back of this box. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And then he's like stood him up, or he like sat him up, and he just like projectile blood vomited everywhere or some shit. And he was in a coma for like a shit. month. And he's and like then the he nicest dude. like 72 grand or something and Chloe paid it or something. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> <laughs> Send the bill to Chris. <laughs> Thanks, bitch. Yeah. Dude, oh my god. Dude. Yeah, because that's like, I watched it for a brief period of time, and like, that, when I was watching it, it was like, he was in the mix, and he was just like, hey, I'm fucking Lamar, I'm like the cool, like, fucking uncle, and like, I'm best friends with the fucking guy, and we're gonna play video games, and like, I'm a superstar, you know what I mean? And it's just like, skirt! <laughs> but it was crazy, because like, everybody was just using the fuck out of that dude, and like, he knew it, but he's like, too nice, like, 
like one episode like he was paying his dad's like paying for all of his dad's shit and the dad would just would just keep asking for more money and he's like paying his rent buying him groceries he's giving him clothes right? like he's in New York yeah general. like everything and then he's saying that he has just his payroll he has like homies family like he just has all these people on payroll because he just takes care of everyone and it's just like it's like so sad though because he's like seems like such a good dude and like very like genuine and it's just people are just fucking walking all over him and the second he's out of money that's them they're not gonna so fuck sad. about him they're just gonna cut tight you know what I mean and he's gonna be like whatever you know that's so sad cause he's even one of those dudes like obviously being a Laker fan and like watching every single that's like when game, I was into basketball you know? yeah. like yeah. every regular season every postseason game like that dude's thing was he was too unselfish like he would have like the wide open layup and pass the ball yeah he'd have the wide open 15 footer from the free throw line he would pass the ball like he was so and he was like too unselfish a lot of the time or, yeah so that's sad he's like a I'm talking about basketball uh, <laughs> well Michael Jordan skirt 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 there's some Michael Jordan news see this is why we need a producer to just pull up I heard shit. Michael Jordan's the worst dude ever yeah I heard he's pretty bad here's a tip yeah I've heard that from like I haven't heard that from anyone, but I've read it from, like, a bunch of different places. Like, I've also said, like, similar things. Like, you'd be worth a billion dollars, you tip. It got so crazy to me. It's, like, mind-blowing. Like, yeah, what, he's you're ruthless. too good for that, or what? I wonder he's if he just, ruthless. like, reached that level to where he's just, like, thinks he's, like, you know what I mean? Like, like a different fucking human, like a different species or some shit. Like, thinks he's, like, God. Or, you know like, what I mean? who shits on Michael Jordan? You know what I mean? Like, nobody shits on Jordan. You think anybody shits on him? And even if somebody shits on him, the amount of people that are losing their fucking... I don't fucking... know. Does, uh, that one Mexican entrepreneur in Mexico would beg to differ. <laughs> He's worth, like, $52 billion oh or some God. shit. Like, then there's those people, which make even Jordan look like a little bitch. Because realistically, mm-hmm. he's probably worth a couple billion at the most. Mm-hmm. Probably not even. He's probably worth, like, a billion or two billion. Who knows? Probably somewhere around there. But then you look at fucking whatever, Warren Buffett. <laughs> Warren Buffett's like, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just crazy. Like, I wonder what the mindset is. Oh, yeah. Kanye, who thinks he's, like, God. And he's, like, you know, he's, like, so, like, wrapped up in himself and shit. Who knows how real that is and how much of an act it is. But it's so just, hard. I how they, you know. Once you, like, reach a mainstream audience, I don't even know how you would handle that shit. You know? Yeah. Like, Tim Ferry says, a thousand true fans. If you have a thousand people that will buy your shit no matter what you do... You're gonna fucking be cool. You're gonna make a living off whatever you're doing. Get a thousand people to spend, what is it, hundred bucks or something, ten bucks? Yeah, like, like if you think about like a subscription box, mm-hmm. thousand people to spend eighteen bucks every month. Mm-hmm. You Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like eight dollars per box costs yeah. you ten bucks. Eight thousand dollars a month. It's not bad. Yeah. It's on a subscription box, but yeah. that's it. The thousand true fans. But then once you hit like a certain number past that that's when you're gonna start getting like crazy haters and criticism like we see it on our videos you know like we'll post videos on Instagram or on YouTube and when they get like the normal amount of views or whatever it's just all love Mm -hmm. but then once our videos get on the explore page and then you start getting past like 30, 40, 50,000 views all these new eyeballs they're just people that are just coming to talk they don't know who the fuck you are they don't have any attachment to you they're just yeah. trying to talk that shit yeah 
that's what he says in Tools of Titans. He's like, 10% of your people are not going to fuck with your shit. Mm-hmm. Like, 10% of people, like, aren't going to like it at all. Out of You know? Yeah. It, expect that. At least that. And then 1% of people are going to talk shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter who you Especially are. Especially if, yeah, if you're trying to do shit online, like, that's what people do. There's people that literally probably just do that all the time just to do it. I mean, obviously there is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just like, no matter what, like you were saying the other day, you are watching that footage of Tiago, Tiago Lemos, right? Yeah, it's like the raw so he's like footage. One of the best skaters like out right now. He's like kind of underrated and shit, but he's just like murdering it. And he came out with like the craziest video part ever. Like just the most insane fucking shit. Just insane. So of course... This dude's doing shit that's never been done, like breaking the fucking boundaries, whatever. And then people are like, oh, that sucked. Oh, like fucking that was whack. Or like, you know, so it's like you're saying you could be fucking Jesus Christ but res- resurrecting and you're like, hey, I'm here to save the world. And people would be like, you're fucking whack. Fuck you or whatever. The, you know what I mean? There's like not one pro skateboarder out there that is that not that is yeah, not criticized or, on Tiago's nuts, though. You know what oh, I mean? That, like. Yeah. Because real recognize real. Like, dude, he's like, that, you know, oh, he's fucked. He's just doing things in his, he has good style, everything. And Pop, he's like, like pays grind, homage like, to the fucking late 90s, early 2000s. He's got the steez, yeah. yeah. The cargo fucking and the baggy shit and the fucking DCs. He yeah. pops higher, he grinds longer. He so does That switchback switch. tail is so, so insane. There's like a hundred foot switchback tail, probably. Maybe longer, who knows? <laughs> that was insane. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they give him Skater of the Year or not. I wanted him or Evan to win it last year. Yeah, Evan fucking killed it last year. He had like three video parts. How do you fucking... It's all politics, you know? Because like, yeah, don't get me wrong, Kyle Walker's part was good, but it was like it was one part, you know? And he grinded some fucking insane green rail, but he's also like 100% deluxe. And then that's like... Bands and all that shit. yeah. Yeah, you know? Where you ride for Boulevard, it's gonna be hard for you to get Sodi. You don't ride for Spitfire. Maybe he does. I don't think he does. You know what I mean? Like, you ride for these, like, non-deluxe companies. It's going to be hard. Like, I think I heard, like, Evan got on Spitfire because he's, like, trying to make that push. Oh, yeah. Try to get more fucking mix or whatever. Just politics. But that's, like, like, you can't fucking judge skateboarding. Yeah, it's... I mean, when it comes to certain levels, you know, like, there's... There's obviously people that are like, even whatever, like you could have fucking Tiago Limos and there's kids out there that would rather just see somebody kid doing wall rides all day with high waters. I can name a few of those. <laughs> you know? And like, that's just the preference. It's like, you can't judge that shit. It's just like art, as mm-hmm. whack as that sounds. It's just the same thing, you know? You can't fucking judge art it's so different. Skating's fucking so different. Like, you could have homie that's doing half cap with the curb, wall ride fucking firecracker or stair or some shit or you can have like Tiago doing 100 foot switchback tails yeah you know and it's like imagine fucking MTV music awards and there's just one award yeah there's no categories yeah that's a judging skateboarding right yeah. there that's what it's like yeah <laughs> there's no tech skater of the year but then within tech skating it's like manual Manuals skater and wedges and yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's so fucking complex. Within handrails, there's, like, different different layers. Not yeah. even different, there's different levels, but there's different layers. Yeah. They announced fucking 
the first official person in the Olympics. And it's like the most random person. You like, tell Jorge Gomez. You know who he, I think you wrote, he was on your team or something. Like Luis Tolentino. Who, is he from... Uh, who's he right? Doing? Remember that dude? He's like always super high. Yeah. Yeah, they announced him as like the first person in the 2020 Olympics. And I was like, it's kind of a random name. You For know America? I, mean? I don't know. I was like, what? <laughs> I just saw it on Facebook the other day. But I was just like... It's just so weird. Like, I didn't even know the skateboarding was going into the Olympics. That fool don't even skate that much. Like, I've that's not, that's I know. I'm like, like, I haven't seen anything of this dude. Like, I remember he always really high. And, well, like, he was, like, on DVS for a moment. Then you had for shut? Yeah, no. he's still on shut. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. But, yeah, it was that dude. I, was like, I heard fuck? Chris Colburn, they were talking to him about it. The Olympics? So yeah. how do they do that? They just pick, like, five it's 2020, right? dudes or something? Or? Is it yeah, 2020? that's what they're saying, 2020. And it's like, that's in... I don't know. I just thought it was strange. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? Is it going to be a team like gymnastics where there's like, all right, now we have the vault. I was like, what is that, high jump? That's horse. how you're getting this for like an ollie or what? Like, what is it? Like, yeah, is there like a high ollie contest? Long ollie, and then high we're gonna ollie. Do... Or is it like runs? Or is it best trick? Like, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be similar to Street League, whatever it is. Yeah. Because that's like the kind of the push for it yeah like now that they got the street league judging system down now they're gonna apply that to x games is so fucked i just thought of that just because of like street league i never really thought of that like direct competition you know and street league is just doing it so much better because it's run by skaters and espn's run by a fucking whatever fox or whoever runs espn i don't know who it is but yeah some corporate bullshit you know it's crazy i was watching a vice the fucking uh, Brian Anderson, whatever, oh, coming out yeah. documentary thing. It's pretty cool. Giovanni Retta. Yeah. And then he did like a, and then I watched the Epically Later or whatever. That dude was, I, I always forgot how good he was. Is there a new Brian Anderson that Epically Latered? No, it was like an older one. Okay. But the gay one, the new one that he did was like whatever, six months ago cool, or something. But yeah, I always forgot how good he was. Like they're showing footage and I'm like, dude. I forgot how fucking good he was. I had like posters of, or I had like posters in my full, my notebook and shit of him, and I was like, oh, I remember that. Like, it's just one of those dudes. At least for me, I just kind of like forgot about him, you know. And then when all this yeah. shit came out, he, I'm like, dude, he's fucking gnarly. I forgot about him. He's he was Sodi before. Yeah, exactly. And that was when he was on Action, Toy yeah. Machine Action. Because yeah, the, the cover, he's like in the chair. Cash with Money. All, yeah, it's so sick. It's like a Cash Money album cover. Yeah. <laughs> he's a G, and you forget. Still, yeah. he, he and he's one of those dudes that's a giant. He's like yeah. six five, and yeah. then he does his shit, but it's like feather foot. Mm-hmm. He's like a big ass dude, just tray flip, but like just lands, and you yeah. don't even like hear it. Yeah, just so steezy. He's yeah. one of the first pros I ever saw at Huntington Park. He was super cool too. Like I remember, me is probably the second time I ever saw like pros at Huntington Park, and I was with my buddy Patrick when I was younger, and it was him, Ed Templeton, and Mike Maldonado. <laughs> And this is before Jump Off a Building came out. So it was yeah. in between Welcome to Hell and Jump Off a Building. Yeah. And, like, Maldonado, like, back when he'd over the little fence on the way out. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Templeton, just, like, the big cement wall, just did, like, a front side rock on it. Just, like, ollied on and, like, front rocked and pulled out. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. we couldn't even, like, kick up on the little baby pyramid. Yeah. We were just rolling around. Like, 14 just, like, years shredding, old. Yeah. And we were like, oh, my God. And then Brian Anderson was standing right there, and he's like, what do you do? And, I, and we're like, well, he did, like, a rock and then rock and roll, and then he, like, frontside 180'd out. And he's like, oh, frontside rock? And he throws his board down, and 
ollies and board slides around the cinder block wall. Remember how it like curves? Yeah, yeah. And he fucking board slides around <laughs> it and then tries to pop out but couldn't pop out. Yeah. And I was, we were just like, what, what the, in yeah. the actual, like we, at that point I was skating for like a year, mm-hmm. two years. So it's like we couldn't even comprehend. Yeah. We were just like, is, what the fuck? Is that <laughs> real? Like he didn't even land it, but it was just the fact that he got up that high, board slid around something waist high that wasn't even waxed. Damn. Around the curve, we're yeah, like, like manhandling it, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, I don't know. I always forgot about that dude, but that was cool. Yeah, you guys don't follow skateboarding. Brian Anderson is like this legendary pro skater. He won Thrasher Skate of the Year probably like 2004 or three, maybe two, yeah, one. Like I don't know. <laughs> and he's just this OG super. Everybody loves him, and he has this like vice little 45 minute documentary thing he came out of the closet like earlier this year it's probably yeah, earlier a year this year ago. yeah maybe a year so it's kind of like there's a lot of rumors going around for a long time but like nobody cares it's skateboarding yeah you know that's what the whole like thing of that is it's like you can't take away what he's done like he like Jake Phelps was talking he's like we've already given him the fucking trophy like what are we gonna do <laughs> you know what I mean it he's like he's already ago. proven it everybody already loves him like Everybody already respects him and knows he's fucking gnarly. So what does it matter? Like, I don't know. It was just interesting. But he like told a, he like told a bunch of homies beforehand. But this was like his like official like coming out or whatever. But it's just like interesting. It's really interesting. And then how he like went to like out of town to go meet up with a friend, and he was at kind of like a, a gay bar. Yeah, in yeah. Sonoma County, and then some skater kids saw him, and he had to like walk up to the skater kid. And was just He's like, like "Don't fucking say." Yeah, kind of like almost flex on him. Yeah. But that's like not even him. Yeah. And then just the funniest part of it though was like, they're like, "Why didn't you tell Ed Templeton? Like, why why wasn't he the first person you told? Like, Ed loves that shit or whatever." And then he's like. He's like, yeah, no. He's like, that's why. He's like, if I would have told him, he would have wanted to make boards with dicks on him, and he would have wanted to make posters of it and run ads of it and just celebrate it. And like, he would just want to go full force with it. And like, I didn't want to do all that. Like, blah blah blah. Like, I was like, that's so true. And then Ed Templeton was like, yeah, I fucking love it. Like, I would have blah blah blah. He's like, he's like, he's right. Yeah, I probably would have done all that. Like, blah blah blah. He one hundred percent would have done that. Yeah. He's like, I remember reading old articles of dudes like as soon as they get on toy machine so like has ed tried to take photos of you naked yet yeah I like, not, yeah but no but i know it's coming soon <laughs> whatever it's a fucking weird ass dude he's an artist yeah <laughs> yeah i thought that was pretty funny yeah, yeah that's the advice just fucking kills it they have the best content like i don't know like they just have so much good shit you know what i mean and like it's cool that they're like trying to do all this weed shit too like they literally just gave Tyler the Creator a show, and it's called, how, what is it called? Tyler Makes Things, or like, Tyler Builds, th- it's just like a very simple title like that, or whatever, and it's fucking hilarious, but it's so simple. They literally just, it was like the first one, he's like, I wanna make my own syrup. So they go to the fucking maple syrup thing, and the fucking dudes show them how it comes out of the tree, and how they make it, and how they flavor it, and then they like, meet up with the chef, and then they fucking, he serves it to his homies and like whatever and it's like a 30 minute show but it's just like it's so simple but it was like fucking so funny like that dude is fucking hilarious he's gold like, he's so good like he's like an action bronson he's just like a his personality yeah she's and then he's just quick too like he's just funny like so i don't know it's just it's just him and his homie though they're just like they're in like the old guys like 
like super old white dude with gray hair is like pumping shit out and of the tree. Is just yeah, insane. and then they're just like, <laughs> they're like, I don't know. It's it was fucking funny, but they just have they just keep rolling all these dope shows that are just like so relatable and they just like hit like the perfect wavelength like mm-hmm. on everything you know, like the action Bronson shit. Everything he does is fucking gold. Like all the cooking shows he does are killing it. His fucking alien whatever show killed it. Like they're giving, I think he's coming out with two more shows, and now they're giving this illegal civilization kid a show they're giving little mayo a show they're just giving all these like people in the mix these shows it's just like fucking crazy it's like kind of dope but uh it's so good that's what i'm saying i don't even i get frustrated because i sometimes i watch those and i'm just like somebody just give us a budget (laughs) some shit yeah like like the action bronson show with a green screen and a couch like for sure you don't need 19 people on set to fucking film that like give me and Derek like $300 in a fucking <laughs> couch and we'll do you know what I mean just give us like yeah 500 bucks for us to pay somebody to shoot and edit it and yeah. I can direct we could just direct it yeah maybe give us a couple hundred bucks to cast some people and but they just they're just good with just hitting that wavelength and just like like bringing the right people in and the right like mix I don't know just I've, everybody that's like putting out content right now they I just feel like they're just like on it like just killing it at least with like our like niche or whatever mm-hmm. whatever the word is but another good one I was watching was the I think it's complex it's either hype beast or complex and it's the blueprint it's called blueprint and the, they did it with the hundreds and so like after I watched that one I found all oh, these other complex. ones and it's just like fucking oh here's a dope story or a dope one i watched it was uh, chance the rapper his manager who's just this fucking regular like such a sick story so like whatever this dude grew up like dorky white dude like fucking kind of big and fat just dorky dude like fucking red hair or like long just like really like weird dorky looking dude you know yeah and so he grew up around whatever chance the rapper that was like his homie so they were like homies, but they weren't like super close or anything. So like he'd always, they'd always be at parties and like Chance would always just be rapping at all the parties and he was in like, people were like, oh shit, this kid's like good at rapping or whatever. So like, whatever, he's just like hanging around him. He's like, yo, like if you need anything, like this was before this Chance rapper is anybody, before he even was putting out like, like before anything. Yeah. He's like, yo, like if you need anyone, like if you need any work done, like I'm your man, like I'll fucking work, whatever you need. You know what I mean? Like just putting it out there like I want to fuck with you whatever you want like I got you type of shit and then so whatever fast forward like maybe a year two years whatever the timeline is he starts like getting a little bit of a name like puts out a like download or album or whatever and like he's still very small at this point and then homie is fucking at like a lunch or a breakfast thing with Chance and his dad and Chance's dad is like this business dude like an established like hmm. business owner dude or whatever and so he was like yo um, so he's talking to whatever talking to homeboy the other dude and he's like talking about like this deal or whatever and he's like what do you think he should do and then he's like he just gave him his opinion or whatever and then like alright and then like whatever couple months pass by and he gets a call out of nowhere and it's from the dude's dad and he's like hey i talked to chance and i think you should be our manager i think you should be his manager and this is still he's no one he's still no one they're like 21 at this point or 20 or some shit they're still young as fuck and he's like like what do you think and he's like 
he's like yeah but like i don't know anything like i don't know how to do that and he's like that's okay neither just chance he's like you guys are gonna learn together so sick right and then so like two weeks later he starts as his manager or whatever and like doesn't know anything like neither one of them know anything and they're trying to just figure it out and they're just trying to like navigate it and they start picking up a little bit of steam and then they, he drops like a mixtape it's like starting to pick up traction they do some show he starts doing shows and like touring a little bit like starts getting a little bigger and then all these people start like reaching out like calling him and they're like okay like what do we do do we fucking like do we do we really need a label like do we need it so like what do they do they went and met with everyone they went and met with like every single person and that's how they learned like they literally just went to all these meetings with all the biggest people and just like cool thank you like all right and then like next day go to this one cool thank you all right like and they would just do that and like and he's like yeah i was like 24 and like i'm on the phone with like fucking def jam executives and shit and like i don't even know what the fuck i'm doing you know what i mean like it's yeah. just so sick but he just fucking they just figured it out and they just fucking murdered it and now this dude's like in fucking his apartment or his house with like fuck he's like 26 now platinum plaques everywhere and he's just like balling and just like all like g'd up but he's still nerdy as fuck but he's like all g'd up with his fucking whatever but i was like damn that's fucking dope and then like the first deal that they did or whatever and they got like a bunch of slack was that they uh like one of his albums that he was gonna put out there like where do we put this out like spotify apple music fucking soundcloud like where are we going to distribute this so apple paid him like fucking half a million dollars for the whatever track or something that was like their first like really big thing but then they started getting all this shit like oh you sold it to apple and like blah 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 but then it was dope too because he's talking about like first thing like all right i'm the manager how do we make money all right merch and he's like i don't know how to fucking make merch he's like we literally just fucking looked in the early what are these? I don't know. Figure He's like literally just found the first person that could print T-shirts. Just fucking started printing T-shirts. We didn't have a contract with them. Like we didn't know what we were doing. Like it's exactly how you learn. It's just so dope that they literally just did not know shit. And now this dude's like murdering it, and he has no record label, and it's just his dorky ass homie, and they're just running shit. Like how sick is that? So that just made me have a lot of respect for that dude, even though I don't know him. Like, yeah. I've only heard him in a couple of songs. I'm like, whatever. He's all right, I guess. But, like, that, I'm just like, this dude's fucking sick. Like, that makes me, you know what I mean? Dude, like, so, so sick. Dope. So that was, like, really cool. So the show's called Blueprint. They have, like, 20 episodes. They have this other one, this dude that started this sneaker. What's it called? I don't know what it's called, but this motherfucker is going to do, like, 75 million this year. In shoes? Or maybe 100 million. It's, yeah, just like sneaker, con- sneaker sell, buy, sell, trade, fucking whatever the fuck. Oh, it's not like, Flight Club. It's not Riff LA. Oh, it's like it's, a, it's something like that. But he, shit. he said the number, and I was like, I've never even heard of you. How are you doing a hundred million? I've never even heard of you. And like, I'm in the mix with that shit. I'm not in the mix with that shit at all. That's a bad statement. Like, <laughs> I know all the platforms. You yeah. know what I mean? That's and like where. That that's one. like yeah. That's where you sell a lot of high rise and. Yeah. So it's just like. So is it like, like a sneaker resale type shit? Yeah, it's like the whole thing. Like, whatever. He does all of it. Dude, that industry. It's like Nike SB Jordan sneakerhead industry. Like, What's the much? kid's name? So, no, there's this one kid, and he's like, Gary Vee talks about him. Because Gary Vee's like, if I was this fucking kid's age at this time, he'd be fucked. Because this kid's like 16, and he's like, just sitting in his room with like, just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pairs of like $1,000 shoes. And all he does is buy and sell and trade them and whatever. He's this little hustler kid and he makes fucking 
stupid money and he does it all on his iPhone. It's like Gary B always talks about him, like, this kid's fucking insane. Like, he's just hustling off his iPhone selling fucking sneakers. That's, uh, my buddy, or our buddy Jake is, has hella shit. He's got, like, 12 Tupperware boxes full of, like, limited Nike shit. Like, multiple pairs, like, two pairs of, like, Tiffany's that are worth, like, a thousand, over a thousand dollars. He just had, like, seven pages of eBay. <laughs> on eBay it was just like eBay. brand new shit that he got cause he was the rep so he'd get them off from fucking skate shops for anywhere from 30 to 100 dollars but then they resell from anywhere from 275 to fucking 1600 yeah he's got like a down payment on a house <laughs> yeah it's insane just chilling in shoes sneaker culture fuels 1 billion dollars secondary market Forbes 2016 it's bigger by now too. Billion dollar sneakerhead resale resale economy. So that so he has like ten, roughly almost ten percent of that. Because there's literally just little kids that just fucking go to these shows and flip like two pairs and make six hundred bucks every weekend, and they're like thirteen. Sneakers, you know what I mean? It's sneakers crazy. Sneakers are a fifty-five billion dollar global industry. Fifty-five billion. The secondary market for rare and limited release sneakers is estimated to be over one billion. By the way, I got a pair of uh, Jordan 1 times Lance Mountain Nike SB. Brand new. They're green. Haven't even fucking put my foot in them before. <laughs> in nine and a half. You're a streetwear sneaker. How much are those worth? $275 or some shit. So if anybody out there's a sneaker head, slide in the DM. <laughs> Use the discount code DoobieTalk. Save yourself 10% off <laughs> off my shoe On Derek's collection. closet. <laughs> so yeah 55 billion oh, we could talk about our thrift store killing it <laughs> so you may remember me and Derek started a thrift store probably don't remember but <laughs> we decided to do a little experiment where we just go to the thrift store and buy just like whatever cool random old shit and then put it on our website and sell it and it was, I don't know I just bought like 15 things and I was just like wonder if this shit will sell or not if we just like buy it for two dollars and sell it for fucking 36 or whatever and sure enough we sold a quarter of the inventory already so it's pretty interesting to see that like there's just so much value out there like if you don't have a job or you're like trying to do, find a hustle or whatever like you could literally just spend if you spent fucking four hours a day monday through friday just going to thrift stores shopping and then spend another hour, two hours uploading it and fucking whatever. Easily, you could be making a couple of G's a month. Put Easily. a budget aside for twenty dollars a day. Yeah, and if you're smart, you go to the fucking Cuddy. Like, so I went to the first one I went to. I'm not going to give the name away because that's my plug. But the first one I went to, all the items were one dollar, two dollars, three dollars. Jackets for three bucks. Fucking button-up polo shirts for three ninety-nine. Like cool so i can get this for three i can resell it for higher because it's a polo tee i can get a regular tee for a dollar and so you know what i mean you just kind of look at where you can fucking make the most money really <laughs> but the like the jackets and the polo tees because like you can get a jacket for three bucks and sell it for 46 let's just say or whatever we got, we got a members only crispy members only jacket yeah. for a dollar and sold it for 36 bucks and it was on sale from 49.99 <laughs> 
And so, yeah, we just, like, bought all this shit for literally, I think the most expensive thing I bought was six bucks. And that was, like, that flannel, like, parka jacket, mm-hmm. like, dope, whatever, Navajo-looking shit. It was, like, five bucks or six bucks, maybe the most. And, like, it's just crazy. So, we only got, like, 15 items. We only sold six. So, we're going to take that money from those six items, probably, like, 150 bucks or some shit or whatever it equals so out to. We're going to bang party. We're going to party. <laughs> Maybe we'll get halfway there. <laughs> but we're going to take that 150 bucks that we made, and then I'm going to go back and buy 30 items. So, the first time I went, it was, like, 70 bucks for 15 items. So, I could go back with 150. I'll get 30 items. We'll sell 12 of those items, then I'll go back and get whatever, 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 and then hopefully in six months we're just sitting on like $100,000 with the thrift store inventory and we can just blow it out all day long. So that's our journey so far. It's been a, we've, what, two or three weeks in, I don't know, but keep you posted on the progress. Yeah, trying to get some margins, trying to make $15 per item instead of four. Yep. But, um... Yeah, that's our little experience. Yeah, fucking. There should be no excuses as to why anybody else cannot be doing this right fucking now. Because if I didn't have anything going on, I didn't have any businesses around, whatever, I would just be doing this full time. There's people that do this shit I could full kill time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you don't need a big investment. Literally, with 20 bucks, you could go and get fucking 10 shirts. And then you sell fucking one shirt for 20 bucks. And then you have nine shirts that's profit. Something like that. I don't know. But go buy some shit and resell it and make some money. Let us know how you're doing, if you need help. Let's see how big this is. What, the resale market? Mm-hmm. Probably fucking insane, It doesn't, huh? doesn't come up as easy as the sneaker one, which totally doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, people love those fucking... The sneaker game. <laughs> that shit is no joke. The resale market on clothing is probably like... Hundred billion, seventy-five billion. It just says multi-billion-dollar industry. It's gotta be more than sneakers. Because that's what I'm dude. saying. It's gotta chicks be way more. shop way more, and that's like what this vintage shit is. Yeah. Fashion resale market. Surprising stats. Fastest growing sector of the apparel industry. What is? Vintage resale. <laughs> well, isn't that a good timing? <laughs> what year was that made though? This year. Two thousand six. I feel like it's just been popping up the last, like, year. In, like, the last six months, it's, like, way more frequent. I'm, like, doing some fucking research. Not really, but just, like, kind of seeing the other people that are doing this. And, like, there's this other one that's killing it. And their idea is so weird. I don't know if it's smart or if it's weird. What is it? But, like, same thing. They go to the thrift store or whatever. They sell mystery boxes of the thrift items. Yeah, right? I've been seeing shit like It's, like, strange, but it's, like, I wonder if... I mean, they must be doing all right. It seems like... I mean, who fucking knows, but it seems like... Their shit seems legit. They have, like, a nice feed, like, nice website, like... Fucking... I see their sponsored ads. They have a bunch of likes. Like, Like, how do you know? You really... I don't know. You can check their, like, Alexa rating, I guess. But even then, you wouldn't know. You just know if they're getting traffic or not. I wonder how much is charging for the... But anyways, it's cheap. Because I'm, like, trying to do the math, and I'm, like... Figuring out, like, all right. Wait, subscription or mystery? Uh, both. So they have mystery where it's, like, flannel mystery box. And you get uh, five flannels for, I think, 35 bucks with free shipping. Which is, like, pretty fucking... But you weird. could just buy those and then go flip those for more. 
<laughs> just start you buying from them. Six-dollar flannels. And then there was other deal. It was, um, oh, like a blank tee one. It was like four for five for twenty-five with free shipping, or four for twenty-five with free shipping. They used. Yeah, like used the blank tees, and you have the option of like pocket tee, crew neck, V-neck, whatever, and then you could do the subscription box where it's like whatever three or six a month and you pick like bands fucking whatever fucking whatever you know what i mean Dude. pick different categories and they like try to cater it to you if i was h&m but i was just like hmm or if i was goodwill i was like about to ask for the manager the other day i'm like sir can we have a quick chat even though he would have nothing to do with anything yeah, but it's like oh my god just put all this online and run ads and it's all profit can we just like and you'd be the biggest supplier of fucking vintage goods in one second you are already that's what I'm saying it's just a matter of you putting it on. that's just the logistics like, are probably so fucked on that huh? I mean oh my god who knows cause they just get shit in and then they just I don't know I don't really think these things through but goodwill holler at your but boy but what if H&M had a subscription shit. box of three blank tees yeah. Like okay, no, so listen I, to this. This is a H&M $5, 50% cotton tee. No, listen to this. Urban Outfitters is selling all-style tees with the all-style tag, with nothing, just all-style tees, blank. Literally. Just individual, just blank like, all-style tees. Like, here's an all-style tee. Fucking buy it. Like... Like, like not even How crazy like is that? branded Urban Nothing. Well, they don't, nothing's branded Urban Outfitters. This is, uh, yeah, Urban Outfitters, yeah. But nothing's branded Urban Outfitters at Urban Outfitters. I have it's no like, idea. Right? They don't have fucking, Urban Outfitters. They have like, shit. I don't even know, dude. They just carry It's other like Hot brands. Topic kind of shit. But they no, carry other It's brands. like more hipster. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I don't really. It's hip AF. It's basically Urban Outfitters just takes like whatever's hot from like the thrift stores and then they just produce it themselves. Like when the Coca Cola, like polo, red pullover faded was hot, they just like produced them themselves yeah. and shit. Hold on, a little quick break. Nelson's texting me. Yeah, Urban Outfitters, I was going to say, I was watching this Shark Tank or whatever, this chick, and she was in her, she had like a clothing brand or whatever, like a, like an e-commerce clothing brand, and she's like a couple stores or whatever, but they're like, yeah, so like how much are your sales this year, blah, 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 and she's like, oh, I did like fucking 580,000, like blah, 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 and they're like, wow, like that's insane, like how did you do it? And she's like, oh, well... 300 of that is from one store and one item. And guess what that item was, my friend? What? A charcoal dad hat with a fucking flower on it. Or like a whatever the fuck. One of those little trendy fucking whatever. Just a little... little nope. Little... Put fucking 300k in that bitch's pocket in like six months. Oh my god. Which was like great, but at the same time it's like... Like we were talking about earlier, that one account, like cool that's more than half your sales for the entire year what if they don't order again you know so like that was her leverage but at the same time it was like almost a weakness that it makes sounds, sense you no know? it does because like it's like cool you have all these sales but, but you haven't developed your order. brand yeah like you basically are this you're the the reading glasses spindles at cvs yeah like you just hit that giant account but if you're trying to grow your brand organically and have a story and blah 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 like that's weird yeah, it's a weird it's, position to be it in it's almost that. like sell all that shit until it dies milk it yeah milk it take all that fucking money and just start another grassroots brand yeah for real and do just and then you can do whatever you, you want yeah 
that's weird because that's like a hard place to be because i guess if you i guess you're all e-commerce and then urban outfitters and then maybe like a, a handful of and urban outfitters hit her up was just like hey i want to carry your hat or whatever the fuck this was like probably two it was right when we started hat beast is when i saw the episode and i was like oh my god <laughs> this is insane you're like oh, we got something here we need to call mark cuban right now she got a deal too and like her other lever because like at first they're kind of like they're like yeah like at first they're like wow that's a lot of sales we're interested and then they're like oh but they're still interested and then she's like yeah but i also have these social media accounts and she had like one account with like a, over 100k and another account with like 70 and that's what like pushed it over the edge they're like all right we'll invest in you like it's like damn yo damon john we got a couple accounts over here that's what i'm saying let me get that fubu money <laughs> dude i see people get deals left and right on that show and i'm just like oh my god like this kid is a fucking idiot like what are you doing you know what i mean but they're just like they're bored like you know what I mean? What does Mark Cuban give a fuck if he spends $100,000? He's worth, like, $8 billion or whatever. He owns a Dude, fucking basketball yeah, team. Right? Like, he's just sitting up there like, meh, sure, why not? Here's hundred k you know He's, like, making like, more being on the show. Yeah, he's getting paid, like, probably fucking half a million dollars an episode, or maybe yeah. more, who knows? Probably, probably that or more, because that's, like, one of the top-rated shows right now. Top-viewed shows or whatever on mainstream fucking television. It's like, oh, that's gas for my private jet for the week. That's what I'm saying. Cool, I'll just gamble. It's just gambling. And then, like, dude, sometimes they knock it out of the goddamn park. Like, the blonde chick, Glory or whatever, the QVC chick, like, she's had, like, multiple brands do over $50 million in revenue. That she just... And it's... it Well, it's, like, so mind-boggling, but literally all it comes down to is distribution every fucking time. Because, like... These people are like, yeah, I did 100K this year. She's like, cool. Like the scrubber, what's it called? The scrubber ducky, I think, or the Mr. Scrubber, whatever. Look it up. It's like the biggest one off Shark Tank, one of the biggest ones. And it's literally just a sponge that's shaped like a smiley face that you put the knife through or whatever. And like, dude, they're doing like 50 or 60 or some crazy number like that, million dollars a year. Like, and it's like without her, and it's because she just got it in the bit of Athenby Island. She got it on QVC. She got it in fucking all the grocery stores. She got it fucking blah, blah, blah. And like, and all these things, it's as simple as literally just, cool, we're partners. I'm going to set up this one meeting. You better fucking knock it out of the goddamn park. Like, I don't know if you watched The Profit ever. I'm sure I've talked to you about it. Uh, no, I watched The Profit. Yeah, you're talking about it's Camping like World and shit. one of my other favorite shows to watch. But at the end of that show, every time at the end, what does he do? Plugs the fucking thing into the wall. Like, he just makes the connection that's it like he goes and partners up with this like random fucking mexican homie that's just like grinding he just has his little dope mexican restaurant he's just like selling tortillas and he's like barely making ends meet but he has like great product but he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he's like 50 year 45 year old 50 year old mexican dude and so he goes in and he's like cool like whatever whatever you have great product like we just need to rebrand this we need to get you a new location we need to get a process in place blah 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 gets him a new spot gets him a process, makes him a new logo, gets him new packaging, gets his cost lower, then what does he do? Goes to fucking Costco. And he's like, all right, bud, get it. Here's your chance to shine. And he just has fucking bags of the chips and the salsa for the, the three buyers at Costco, and they're all super intimidating, asking him all these questions. And at first, he's, like, stumbling over his words, and, like, the dude's just like, 
fuck, like this dude's making me like an idiot. The soundtrack is like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then he just like fucking turns it on and he just like starts killing it and he just like starts overselling it. But it's like kind of funny because he doesn't understand if that makes sense. And the three buyers are just like feeling it. Yeah. And it's like good product. So they're like, all right, whatever. Like, fuck it. We'll give you a try. And then boom, just like that. Now he's in all the Costco's making fucking how much money, you know? It's those and, moments. It's like the small moments you work up, you work towards, you work towards, you work towards. And then that small moment is life changing. And yeah. it's like the decision in the small moment of deciding to start that shop. The decision to let the profit homie come through. The decision. <laughs> For sure let that dude come you know through I mean? if he's trying to come through. All that shit is just plug away, plug away, plug away, plug away. You get these moments and you just fucking knock it out of the park. Yeah. So and then that's like the so life changing shit where Chance the Rapper's dad calls you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you go to those meetings and you just learn. Yep. It's literally the, every episode, the end of it is him just plugging. Like, other one was like this clothing brand. And like, same thing. They're like struggling. Like, at first they took off fast. They're in Nordstrom's. They're in fucking whatever. They're doing like half a million dollars a year. Like, they're like starting to fucking kill it. And then whatever recession hits or I don't even know whatever they just shit started slowing down they started not lost one of their accounts stopped selling as much shit like whatever and then so homie comes in just kind of like does the audit or whatever like alright blah 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 and then he's like alright we just need to fucking the, what his problem was was he was trying to sell way too many things so he's like we need to focus on fucking five items we need to do this we need to fucking blah 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 trim it down redesign it get rid of the storefront we're wasting money here you're wasting money there just like all this shit boom get some whatever and then he's like alright cool we have a meeting with Bloomingdale's today every episode it's just like this dude just comes in there and fucking wipes these fucking dumb asses asses like these dumb asses <laughs> and then he's just like cool I'm gonna do everything for you here's 150k in your bank account I'm going to fucking clean up your store with you and remodel it and revamp it and buy you all new furniture and all new equipment and all new inventory. And then I'm going to fucking walk you. We're going to fucking hold hands and walk into the fucking buyer Macy's and then you're going to get a $4 million PO. Sound good? All right, cool. Let's go. Like, that's what that show is. It's fucking insane. Like, sometimes people are smart, but nine times out of ten, it's just like the dumbest people. And it's got to be something, too, where there's like, it's almost like a guarantee, like this company is going to get this and then they're going to get the exposure and everybody who watches the show is going to want to go try that shit and maybe they only go through that one run but like they make their money back this dude comes up the dude gets content for his show and everybody wins and it's like because what does that dude need he invests 100k cool so that's one PO one big ass PO from Nordstrom's for like a million dollars cool I made my money back or whatever you know yeah then it's just I mean it's a win for the host that dude's a billionaire and he's same thing he's probably getting paid more per episode than he's even investing in most of these companies you know it's fucking crazy. Give me that value. But yeah, it's just like super interesting. He did an embroidery shop one time too, and the guy fucking tried to scam him. He like uh, like wasn't paying his rent and like did some shit, shady shit with the money and like all this shit, and then like fucking he ended up like not doing the deal with him, and he's like, there's like this big like drama, like whatever, like just like insane. the profit high rise TV. <laughs> the profit. No, Today. I want to be the first fucking weed guy on the Shark Tank. Like, I just walk up, and I'm like, what's up? I'm like, let me have some money, please. <laughs> just walk up with a fat joint. Like, pass it to Mark Cuban. You know, they would, like, never allow that on fucking TV. You know they'll related, do it like, one day. But that's the thing, is, like, maybe they, you know, who knows? They need ratings. This if I won that show, though, I would just be a, I don't know how I would do it. I would either do it, I would just go on and be like, 
I'm a fucking just try to get that viral clip. Like, I'm just trying to get that virality that, like, I'm going to go up there and fucking whatever. Like, I'm going to... Just go up there like Ric Flair in the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I'm like, gonna like Whoa! rip my shirt off and fucking take his shit on Mark Cuban's desk and like, I don't know, whatever. Just do some crazy shit. Because that's a lot of times two people will go on that show and they're like, are you just here for the fucking, this is just a commercial for you. This is mm-hmm. just marketing for you. Blah, 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 blah. And like, so many people say after the first night of going on Shark Tank, like their websites are just sold out. Just because of the sheer number of people watching for 30 minutes or whatever it is, like, it's just like so engaged. And, like, if you have a decent product and it's, like, pretty cool, like, cool, you just sell, like, 400 real quick like, as a mm-hmm. commercial, you know? So it's, like, you either go for that, like, crazy viral thing that's going to get a ton of attention and exposure or you go in there legitimately, like, trying to do a fucking mm-hmm. deal. And it's, like, I don't know what the, like, just just have, just as, like, learning, like, trying to do, like, deals with other people, <clears throat> it's, like, you never know, like, because people are just going to tell you one thing, but you don't really know if they're going to, like, fucking deliver what they say they're gonna do you know like mark cuban could be like yeah i'm gonna help you and i'm gonna give you all this money and we're gonna do this and that and then what if he doesn't fucking do anything he says you know it's like it's like you never know you, you know? don't know what goes on when those cameras yeah, go off that's what i'm saying like, you have no idea or but, you could just go in there and do like a tray flip and focus your board and fucking take a shit on mark cuban's desk like <laughs> you said yeah <laughs> you want to play it <laughs> just go in there and like rip off a i would just go in there and try to get like damon dude i'd just be like just the manufacturing alone will make you enough money back. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, just that one little part of our business could just make you a shit ton of money with no effort to you. And then you could just... Well, we missed him. Yeah. We'll he get him next Long time. Beach last week. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hit him boy, up. Damon. <laughs> but, yeah, fucking... If you have any plugs on Shark Tank, holler at us. <laughs> Trying to get on there. It's probably so hard to get on there. Huh? Dude, yeah, it's you're going to have to go through, get through like, like casting interviews calls, and yeah. shit. And, like, yeah, I don't got time for that. And, and then it's just beyond that because they're gonna be like oh there's like like you said the one kid here's this 10 year old kid and the mom and the housewife and they have their product yeah and it's like a mother son thing and then we have like this dude with his story and he's broke and then we have these people and they're hotheads and we know just by the, their interview that they're gonna like snap back it yeah the shark so like it's all made it's for all drama, drama yeah. yeah they all fucking script all that shit yeah but they just make sure there's a storyline before almost mm-hmm. and they just kind of like play into that somehow. plug in the pieces and watch it unfold like the real world like hmm I'm gonna put a racist person with a black dude yeah. and I'm gonna put a homophobic person with a super flamboyantly gay person dude, that, think of the process for that it's just two dudes like alright how can we fucking get ratings you know what I mean like alright I'm gonna go with black dudes I'm gonna go get some gay guys I'm gonna go get the Nazi like I'm gonna go get the skinhead I'm gonna get the fucking that's cra- what I'm saying or like whatever let's throw them all in the fucking house let's throw them in the, the house let's give them a ton of alcohol yeah oh produ- production assistant go down the street and get a bunch of blow like we're not the, gonna show that the, uh, the ultimate fighter they always talk about how like when they're on that show it's like hey like can I get some water like maybe some vegetables and it would take like two days and then they're like hey can I get a beer like a shot and they're like <laughs> they're just, <laughs> they're just like on shots deck trying to just like and then you just said like there's alcohol everywhere like more than food and water like because it's just they want them to party and get fucked up and fight and cause drama for the fucking cameras like it's crazy imagine like two of them just get caught fucking (laughs) he's so sick and it's like the flyweight fucking the heavyweight or something (laughs) it's like king Velasquez and mighty mouse but how they they do it it's all the same weight class right that's like each season's like all weight class yeah yeah all right dude the houses are insane like 
Dana Day is like a little Dana White clip of him going to the house for this season, and it's just like unreal. It's like a huge fucking mansion, like huge pool with a fucking waterfall, and like it's so dope. I never watched him. I saw that this. I watched it back in. I watched it when fucking the crazy fight, the Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin. Did you ever watch that fight? Mm-hmm. That's like was known as like the best. That's the fight that catapulted the UFC in the mainstream. Because basically what happened was, like, UFC wasn't shit, right? So they get the TV deal with Spike. They start doing Spike. This is the season finale of their first season of this. They needed this to go well, right? So fucking Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin, and they just get into a fucking war. And it's just, like, sock and boppers. And they're just, like, just the craziest fight you can fucking imagine. And just, like, set all these ratings records. Like, everybody's talking about it shit went everywhere and then from there it was like oh like this UFC shit is crazy like it was all over ESPN like everything that's like what catapulted them okay. into like now they have momentum now they're fucking starting to like mm-hmm. really kill it like, now they can develop their stars now they and then cause watching it for the last couple of years like oh Nate Diaz winner of season 13 Michael Bisping winner of season whatever this dude winner of season boat and it's like holy shit there's been like yeah, a lot of seasons yeah and it's like all the dudes that are relevant and they're still killers and they come up through that TV show mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and I, it was dope too that first so the, they, it was such a good fight so they only, they're supposed to just like okay the winner gets a six figure contract or a six figure check and a three year contract or three fight contract or whatever and after the fight he's like fuck it you guys both get 6k or you both get six figures and you both get contracts because it's just such a good fight you know Yeah. and it was just like one of those things where like there was no winner or loser it was just like like you gotta watch it. I can't yeah. believe it. Stephen Bonner, it's Forrest insane. Griffin. Yeah. Steph Forrest Griffin. Like, didn't he just he, he went on he to be champion like and shit, right? He does like he, he's like the stuff. sports coordinator. He he works for the UFC mm-hmm. doing some like athlete relationship or something like that. That's sick. And then, but he was world champ. He got knocked out by Anderson Silva. Dude, I saw that. That was brutal. Where he's like, he hits him going backwards. Yeah, that was so sick. Dude, yeah, epic. Yeah, I've. I watched one from, like, this past season of, like, this kid, tall, skinny kid, Sean O'Malley or something, and he's got, like, he's, like, an Irish kid, and mm-hmm. he's got, like, the tat, like, he's yeah. very super nerdy, he's, like, yeah. tall and skinny, and he's, like, you could tell he's just, like, a quiet, nerdy kid, but then he just, like, fights, and he's crazy, he was, like, <laughs> throwing crazy shit, he ended up knocking this dude the fuck out with a flying knee, but he's, like, throwing hella spinning shit, and just almost, like very unconventional Tony Ferguson type crazy shit but I haven't oh no he knocks this dude out with not a flying knee he just knocks this dude out like cold (laughs) just literally one of those yeah like hands up out cold yeah yeah. dude just staring at the ceiling on the way down yeah that's brutal I've like I'm like fuck if I start watching those dude like I'm gonna like waste so much time (laughs) going back and that's like what I'm. That's what I'm finding like interesting about MMA is there's only like three or four a month, mm-hmm. and it's like similar to football. Like now I get it. Now that I'm so busy, I get why football is so big because you just have one a week. It's like that one day, and it's just that, that one fucking yeah. day. Monday we'll night, Sunday night, whatever. whatever. Friday night, and I get it. It's just that day you go to fucking war yeah. and you got your team because basketball <laughs> I've always been a basketball fan but that's like it's like every night dude and I would watch and we got Clippers and Lakers yeah. plus I'm into other teams so it's like dude I can't watch fucking it's like overload yeah dude you even keep up yeah like before I was going hard here or like when I was like like pro for world I've watched like 
10 games a week, dude. It's like crazy. I used to watch every Clipper game for like two years. Now it's like pff, watching basketball after watching all this MMA shit. Although this year is going to be interesting just because like they mixed up. Dude, crazy teams the dude everything's crazy. Like all these, you're like, holy shit, this dude's on the Kings? Holy shit, this dude's on the what? <laughs> Like, yeah, probably wouldn't no even idea. know anything, like, yeah. Like, dudes like Zach Randolph, who's been on the Grizzlies forever. Like, holy shit, he's on the Kings. I feel like I didn't even hear about it. But yeah, it's all these random trades and shit. Because Chris Paul is now, you know, like, there's these crazy super teams. There's, yeah. like, four or five super teams now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But still, it's like, pff, rather just fucking watch this <laughs> Madison Square Garden card coming up Dude, next yeah. month. Because, like, you see there's usually, yeah, what, like, three or four a month, but there's always, like, the one every month that's, like, all right, I can't fucking miss this one. Like, this one's going to be epic, you know? Yeah. And then, like, there's, like, three that are, like, yeah, they're, they're good. I'll watch them. But it's not like I'm, like, like waiting for it all, like, you know? Yeah, like, like I really want to see the Cowboy fight this weekend, but it's, it's even to the point where it's got to have, like, three at least three fights that and I want to see. And that's the thing, too, yeah. It's got to have, yeah, for sure. Where that, like, MSG card has, like, six. And I don't even know many Those people, are the best, you know? and they just stack Where it's like, like, oh, shit, I forgot about Garbrandt yeah. Dillashaw. There's, like, oh, ten shit. fights that you just, I think, yeah. Yeah, so that night's going to, like, nobody even, I don't even care about that Bisping. Although, I did see, is so fucking okay, I've boring been watching for that, everybody though. out here. Did you see the Bisping GSP talking shit to each other? Yes, I've been watching How all of them. It's so hilarious. Is that? It's hilarious. Michael Bisping's just talking so much shit, and then George tries to respond, and then Michael Bisping just makes fun of how he talks. Like, he's killing it yeah, this thing's killing it so yeah, hard it. but it's like he's killing it but GSP just doesn't care so it's like he's just like yeah like I don't, he even admitted it he's like and one of them he's like yeah I don't know I don't know how to talk very well and he knows how to talk so much better than me so like I just let him talk and like I'll just fight him well he's you even know? like laughing on a lot of it no, yeah, but a lot of, yeah, Dana White and like this thing's like selling the fight yeah and then sure. he'll turn around and be like look George I really like you George yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's, respect you, blah, blah, that's blah, what's yeah. so sick about the UFC too is because Bisping also works for the UFC Yeah. so you have like Dominic Cruz, Daniel Cormier <laughs> Michael Bisping, they're all doing analyst shit for the UFC but then they fight and they go on there and they're like I'm gonna fucking kill you I'm gonna fuck you up, I'm gonna <laughs> slam your head against the fucking mat but then like the next fight they're doing commentary yeah. and they're professionals they're all like, oh, I don't want, yeah. or even the, even when uh, Yoel Romero beat Chris Weidman like yeah and Chris and Bisping is like up in the analyst booth like literally <laughs> with his suit and microphone with on. his suit yeah doing his job and he's looking down flipping off Yoel Romero <laughs> while he's doing his job of an analyst but it's like so funny like and then you have like football and basketball and all this shit and you have these dudes that are just being politically correct and he's all straight cut and yeah. oh you know play together we hit a little bit of adversity like they punched us in the mouth first so we had to come back but you know my teammates really rallied i couldn't do it without my teammates like yeah. blah 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 same yeah. fucking shit yeah in the ufc it's like man that's why your mom <laughs> bought her fucking tick don't talk about my fucking mom <laughs> Or you're kind of McGregor just going Who in. the fuck is that guy? Okay, so he so there's all this thing about like who's he gonna fight next or whatever, if it's gonna be Tony Ferguson or not. And so he just made a post and it was like him on a boat with a flannel like a like a looking like Scarface and it just said Tony, period. Like he's Tony Montana or whatever the reference is, I don't know. And then and then El Kukui, Tony Ferguson responds with a thirty second video. I have to show you. I can't even explain it. Of like a Grand Theft Auto like video, Grand Theft Auto Miami Vice or whatever, 
but he like photoshopped his face and like head and like I gotta show you it. it's hilarious but so that's that talk is like starting to yeah start, so starting be, to form so that'll be interesting to see that'll be fun what the fuck happens but so just I don't so know you guys wins know that fight we got a champ here local now yeah what are your local? our boy Tony Ferguson Aaron's boy from Aaron Home Depot Home Depot buying a shovel. I don't know what he's buying, but... He's, like, got this, like, workout where he, like, shovels and break dances at the same time. So he's got, like, similar to Cowboy, where he just goes on the beach and, like, just goes outdoors and just, like, does shit. Like, he's not, like, in the gym, like, drilling shit. I saw a video of him with, like... It was almost like a kettlebell, but there was no handle. It was just, like, this heavy-ass steel ball that looked like it was, like, in between a softball and a volleyball. And he's just, like, doing all these crazy movements, like, Turkish get-ups and, like... Just like, <laughs> some, just like some weird fucking like Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones dance yeah. like with this this steel ball <laughs> just crazy very like unconventional and breakdance maneuvers and yeah pretty cool so, yeah that'll be interesting good fights coming up so interesting to you guys out there yeah I know you're probably like I don't give a fuck how do you make a business <laughs> yeah right but yeah thanks for joining us ladies and gentlemen it's been real Make sure to go to thehighriseco.com, use code word DoobyTalk, save 30% on all your high-rise goods. Go to allineedskate.com, use the code word FOOKS to get 20% off skateboards, hoodies, jackets, tees, nug jars, and such. And more. So we'll be seeing you guys next week with a guest, and then a week after, a couple weeks in a row. We got guests coming, baby. Stay tuned. They're coming. Till then, we out. <laughs> there it is.